Today on the Rundown South Podcast, I got the homie Keith Nelson Jr. coming on the podcast to help me talk about the NBA protests and also while he's making his return, we talk about what journalists have been doing during the quarantine. Um, we also had a couple music conversations, but because of time constraints, uh, we focused this part of the podcast on the NBA. Um, and quick programming note, we did take this on August the 26th, which is a Wednesday. Um, so if anything sounds a little dated, that's going to be the reason why. But nonetheless, most of the information is still relevant. So thanks for listening. And I'll see y'all on the other side. The mother guys ain't got no style. We know what's up before we go there. What's happening? What up, though? What it do, folk? It's your homie, homie CL, and we are back live on the Rundown South podcast. Gotta know that. And if you like this podcast, please believe it. You can get it any time. Come on. You gotta wait for it. Get it on your favorite podcast catcher, whether that be Google Podcasts, Stitcher Podcasts, you know, Apple Podcasts, and of course, Spotify. The one we've been talking about so much. The big player in the podcast game right now. And, of course, I do thank everybody out here for joining the podcast. Uh, come live, therundown.com. If you want to get more content, please let me know. I, what I'm going to start doing is putting these podcasts with some blog posts that I want to do. So instead of me just dropping podcasts, I'm probably going to have like some opinion pieces to go along with it. So y'all check that out soon. Uh, but I brought in my homie Keith Nelson Jr., man, one of my closest, nearest, and dearest podcast family members. Uh, all of you who have listened to me do podcasts in the past know that anytime Keith comes on the podcast, we always talk about music. Um, of course, we always talk about sports, but that's because, you know, he's a writer, a journalist out there, you know, hitting the streets making some real great original content, which I wish he would just send me so I wouldn't have to go find it because sometimes I have to take Twitter breaks and so I can't just be out there searching for it. But whenever you get your like newsletter game ready, keep I'm ready for it. Yo, my man, you know what? You just broke down why I need a newsletter because I keep, because I I, I, I I understand this. Sometimes it gets lost in the source. And I got a bunch of videos too for like interview series I gotta do. I'm a, I, I'm a person together. I just been my problem is I just keep moving, man. I just keep hey, moving. Man, it's, keep going, it's nothing bro. wrong with that. You you really do got to keep moving out here. You got to keep making stuff happen, bro. But I definitely want to make it my business to keep up with what you be putting out there because I've definitely seen you evolve and you know grow as a journalist and start making you know waves as far as some of the pieces you starting to put out, man. So. You know, big ups to you so far. Like the thing you've been doing on Instagram during the quarantine, that was a uh, that was a big look. You know, my man. Like, I think that the thing about the quarantine and everything that was right is a lot of journalists looked at it as a way for you to stop it. Like, we think that me it was more so like now everything's a story. Every little thing, everything is affected by this pandemic. Everything is upside down. You know, 
Right. No, something that would have been a regular story. I, I've done so many stories that without the pandemic, it would have been a regular story. Like if I did a story on like my barbershop and just how like, hey, they've been around for a long time. Yeah, they might have ran it. But then the fact that I framed it like they've been they've been around so long, so they've been through the West Nile virus, they've been through the swine flu, they've been through um, the NYC blackouts, and now they've been through a pandemic. You that, frame it like that, and then you start seeing like, yo, whoa, there's all these stories of a perseverance, you know, through the through the time. So it's like it, it, it's been tough because I've been hearing some hard stories, but yeah, man, it's been fulfilling, man. It's been really fulfilling. Like, I mean, it's been really good to just feel like I've been able to like really like do the best I've ever done in my journalistic career right now. So I'm definitely having a great time. That that, but yeah, you speaking on that, like, man, a lot of the small businesses out here during the pandemic have really been hit hard, and. Hard. Even in like certain locations, it's like even hard for them to get back on their feet, even though it's supposed to be all these different funders out there. You know, I know at least out here, uh, me, I'm in the metro Atlanta area out here in um, Kyle County, uh, which I know Beaumont likes to shit on for having the Braves come move here. Like I didn't <laughs> I didn't do it. They, they really messed up the rent out here. So I, I wasn't too thrilled to see them come mm, neither um, but that's another story um but yeah like I, I they definitely did a big thing as far as making sure that they had a lot of money to help with businesses in the county um and i saw that they did like at least two different rounds of grants and now they're moving on to the nonprofits who need help like it's it's going all over the board mm. so like I'm glad to see that I, I they had that firsthand, but I've heard things like my man um, in one of my Facebook groups was telling me about some of the things that's happening out there um, in Pennsylvania and in Pittsburgh. And it, it's really disheartening because, you know, it's it's one thing when you see, you know, you down here, like I said, it's like 250,000 ready to go. But up there, it's like, you know, 3,500. Mm. You know, it's like it's a total yeah. different story all across the map, man. So I really feel out here for all my small business owners. Of course, I am one myself. Uh, so, man, y'all just keep out there pushing and just don't stop, man. Just check under and the I, tree. They got they got a lot of money out here. You just got to keep looking for it. I ain't going to lie to you. And, and like, I mean, that's the thing about it is like just 12 percent of black and Latino owners who apply PPP got got the loans. 12 percent. That's you know what I mean? Lie, from man. a from from a government that literally sent a billion dollars of stimulus money to dead people. I mean, they bro. could fuck up. They could fuck up and give a billion dollars to people who they don't who don't do don't live, but they can't give more black people than black and brown. Like, like, and, and and the reason and the reason why like and this is not a conspiracy theory. This is not a conspiracy theory. This is what people do. This is this is what. America was built on. America was built on this wealth gap, you know. It was built on this wealth gap, on this, on this separating of you know blacks and white by not by you know once you couldn't do it by racist tactics, you had to do it by co covert tactics. What's the most covert way? Uh, one of the most covert ways of separating blacks and whites is economics. It's money. You know what I mean? Oh no, no, we're not. We're not saying that black people can't live here. 
Right. We're just saying that only people with a certain income can live here. And oh, yeah. Sorry that you guys live in poverty on a mass scale because of the racist policies from before that hampered you for generations and makes it hard for the mass of you to get out of it. Maybe, yes, we have more progress going on and we finally started to cut through, but there's still large parts of, of people who, or large communities of people who depend on these small businesses. And who depend on like it's 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 real talk like it's the the like they said it's the the bloodline of america you know america's small businesses and everything and it's all and all we're talking about really is you know equality you know yes. freedom of opportunity that things will be the same throughout um your life experience in america and and that and that kind of just brings us to what the emergency part of this podcast is about, uh, which is the NBA. Well, let's just say it started with the Milwaukee Bucks, mm-hmm. uh, because now we what don't up? we don't have any NBA playoff games tonight. Today is um, August twenty sixth, and there were three NBA games scheduled. Uh, of course, it's playoff time. I was really looking forward to him. I actually had just visited with my son, who's uh, under the weather um, and in the hospital. Oh, no. So I had to, yeah. you know, kick it with him. And we was actually talking about looking forward to that OKC and um, uh, Houston game. And so it, it kind of like, you know, broke my heart a little bit. But I was like, I understand. <clears throat> but uh, nonetheless, yeah, you know, uh the Milwaukee Bucks stepped out first and decided to boycott the game uh, because they wanted justice for Jacob Blake, uh, the young man who was shot in front of his kids uh, in Wisconsin. Uh, And they have just put out a statement not that long ago saying that they are not going to play until they get justice and hold the officers accountable so i'm guessing that translates into some charges being filed against that officer yes. uh so and that... actually not to cut you off but while we were setting this up i think 20 minutes ago the you got some breaking justice, news like give if you part... got if you got breaking news give me the breaking news dude like come in with it. <laughs> <laughs> like... the department of justice um just launched an investigation into the murder of, of um, what happened? Oh, into into um, J- um Jacob Blake murder. So the um, so now we're gonna have that's and and, and, I, and I won't and I wouldn't say that that was caused by uh, it's gonna be a civil rights investigation into the shooting of Jacob Blake. I'm not gonna say that was caused by the NBA, but it's but, but money talks. Money talks, and I think that this is even if it. I think that there was some pressure. I I think there was some pressure, and even if it wasn't caused by it, I think the timing was perfect. Even if even if the DOJ was already setting up to to do this, and it was just getting the proper. Because I do, I do know that it takes more than just twenty minutes or two hours to to assemble a case or to assemble charges to to investigate or, or decide to investigate. Right. I feel it takes a, a, bit, a bit of time. Like there's However, a process. There's definitely yeah. a... But even if, in the, even if the NBA, in the actions of the Milwaukee Bucks and the rest of the teams that 
as we'll say later, have boycotted. Um, even if they didn't do it, or even if they didn't, they didn't cause the DOJ to, to do the investigation, the timing of it puts the DOJ on a fucking clock. It it kind of it kind of does. It kind of does. Yes, because before it would it would have still been a clock because everybody would have been like, yeah, we wouldn't know, but it it would it would have been one of those, hey. It's been 20 days. What's going on? It wouldn't have been one of those, I don't have basketball games until these motherfuckers are charged. Sorry for the cursor. You good, like, man. I but I like, don't have basketball games. That, that's that going to be the thing. The, the, the players are sitting out, and, and, they, and, they, and it looks like they're going to sit out for a little bit. They, they, um, also, while we're here, let me just say all the, the breaking news that we, that we said while we were setting up. There, uh, there was a convening of all the teams and the, and the head coaches um, and players were voicing their grievances um, and saying that they are deciding between canceling the entire playoffs or or the high possibility of the Thursday games not happening. I think me and you agree that there's I don't there's see no reality. Thursday games unless yeah. now yeah. I did not say this when we discussed it, but now that I think about it, unless there's some. Like there has to be some quick movement. Like, like I think if, I, I don't I think, see them moving that quick, man. There's no, but I wonder. I wonder. I wonder if I don't want to cut you off, but I wonder. This is this is what this is going to do. This is going to test the players to see what do you really want. Like, do you really want True. to wait until? Look, are they saying they want to wait until these guys are put in jail? Because if that is the case, no, shut the whole season down. They're they're they're, they're not jail. saying. And, and and I read that from the statement uh, when I had started it. It basically said they're. They're looking for the officers to be held accountable for his shooting because he, yeah, and so you said that, murder, but he's he's now paralyzed. Just to, so, to so clarify we, that, that's what need, they we said. We need to know. See, that, that's my thing, and that's where this is. This is when this becomes. This is it's historic, but it doesn't transcend to the level of revolutionary. Because revolutionary, even though people want to pass it around, like to me to be a phrase that means like. Oh, you're really breaking the mold. What revolutionary really means the the root is an actionable plan to change shit. That's revolutionary. Yeah. That's the, the Black Panthers when they had tenets about what they wanted and how they wanted, to, you know, how they wanted free universal health care for, for uh, and help in in, in in Black community for for job creation, which they gave. They gave free lunches. They started the free lunch program. You know what I mean? Like they they, they showed what they wanted to what they wanted to get. What they wanted to get, and I'm not trying to say that the players need to be the Black Panthers and show and show us the world that they want us to have, but they do need to tell us specifically what do you want. Accountable. What does that mean? Does that mean the investigation is happening? We're getting games tomorrow. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, does that mean? You, I'm about to say you. you your audio will sound like you were switching in and out, but. Uh, I was, I'm about to say we kind of we kind of off in it, but <clears throat> like we're all all of the teams already basically committing to the boycott. Um, I do think there there is a little added pressure uh, for the DOJ to go ahead and, and figure something out because of the amount of eyeballs that are going to be on this cause. And yep. based on what you said. You know, we use the term revolutionary a little loosely, um, but mm -hmm. it's usually descriptive of what the impact is. 
Now, this right here mm, okay. might not be the the actual revolutionary action, but it may kickstart something else. Because if you look yes. at what's going on with college sports and the way that things have been paradigm moving shift. behind the scenes, it's a complete paradigm shift. We've been talking about how yeah, they're getting yeah. paid. Yeah. You know, they're they're discussing the different COVID testing standards that these different institutions are having. Some of these institutions don't even have the test at all to even be into the athletics in the first place. Like it's we're getting exposed to all these different things because the network is stronger in I'm not going to say smaller, but it's like the distance between each other is smaller. You get what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. when I look at what the NBA players are doing, I look at what the college football players and basketball players are doing. And I'm starting to look at a lot of people who are becoming conscious of their own power. And there's no telling where this might start snowballing to. But yeah. As somebody who actually studies things about consciousness, when somebody is more aware of their own power, they tend uh, to figure out what's the best way to use it and what's the worst way to use it. And right now you can see the NBA players are using their power in some of the most um, you know, unselfish ways possible. And if we can get that mindset to just trickle across the board, there's probably no telling what the next action is going to be. So I will say in that sense, it may be revolutionary. No, I, and, 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 and I, I don't wanna, I like, I, I definitely agree with you in, in that sense. And I love the fact that, and this is CL, man. This man CL is the way, he's my he's my logical whisperer. He, he, he knows how to tell me the, the truth happens. And breaks it down in a way that like nobody else can, man. Because I definitely see that. I definitely see that, and that's amazing. That's, and that is with it. That is a part revolution. That is that is a way that can spark the change. I think Tupac said that he, that, you know, I'm going to spark the change that causes the revolution. You know, things something like that. Yeah. And I I definitely can see that because, like you said, it's now showing them we have power. Like like I think the college players. Like you say, what's going on in college? Those players before this were saying, "Yo, I want a, we, we we want a union." And honestly, the fact that they haven't had a union is ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, like, and they haven't been paid when it, it's like. But that's a whole different subject. But I think that that's a whole different time. But like, same subject about power and, and, and representation. But I I I, I, I do want to um, move to you said something off the air that I would love for you to repeat that I that I. I don't know. It just—I didn't see it that way until you said it about how not coincidental, but, but what it says about how we broke down that there are out of all the teams because there's 16 teams. Well, 17. I think one got one got swept. There's 16, 17 teams in it. Uh, 16, 15 teams right now in the playoffs. One of them is from Canada. You know what I mean? Right. One is from Canada, uh, and out of all of the ones that are there, there's Oregon, California, Texas, Wisconsin, Oklahoma, Oklahoma Utah, Colorado, basically 
we, we can mention Colorado, New, um, New York is going. New York I was is like, going. Pennsylvania was in there. New York was in there. They're, Indiana was in they're, there. They're going. They're going to go. So they got Florida. They got two Floridas. They got two Floridas, two Texas, two California. You know what I mean? So basically, right. it wasn't that many. St- basically, it was oh, yeah, a small that, yeah. representation of the United States in the it NBA playoffs. Small. And out of all the states, out of all the states, now we shout out Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for being one oh, of the first it. people to tell me about how racist that like Milwaukee could be. So we already know there's a little bit of history of things that happened in Wisconsin. So it's not a surprise, you know, that anything would happen. But coincidentally, it's the number one team in the East. In the NBA. In the NBA right now. Yeah. And I don't think that 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 you know what and you said it cuz you you caught you corrected me because I was saying that it was a coincidence, but it's more just the fact that by chance that these incidents just happen so often that by roll of the dice that it was, it's probably more than likely going to happen. Like we probably just, you know, just for these just to all line up at the same exact time is the thing that's really odd. But the, 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 for it to happen, for there to be probably no more than like two percent, no more than like twenty percent, maybe fifteen percent of the states in America represented in the NBA right now, and for one of, and for one of those to have a police shooting, uh, not only a police shooting, because 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 that we said that's what we also said is that we don't know what else has been happening. Like this is this is just this is the one that was captured on video, sent around the world. You know what I mean? Like, but for it to happen on this scale to an NBA team state, like that just shows how pervasive this is. How pervasive this issue is. It's, it's really of, everywhere. It's really every, everywhere. It, 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 it's so pervasive that you could throw a fucking. Oh, it's like, it's like throwing a rock, you know, in a barrel, and, and you know, a barrel full of fish. And handsome salmon, you know what I mean. There might be some trout there, but it's mostly salmon, right? You know, like you know, it, 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 it's like or like I said, it's like AIDS. It's like AIDS in America when it was it was it was running rampant in the seventies in um in the eighties, running rampant, and people would say like, "Yo, three people in that room, one of them got AIDS." Well, guess what? You got you got eight nine states represented in the NBA. Guess what? In a month or two, Why one not? or two of them is going to probably have somebody have is going to probably have somebody get murdered in this state by the cops. That's how pervasive it is. That is how prevalent and like <laughs> let me stop saying like, but people saying that it's not that much of a real thing. It's like just just stop. Like I I, I can't have that. But I just want to wrap this up by because uh, I want to take a break here. Uh, Y'all just check out all the breaking news on this. Hopefully, we can get some justice for Jacob Blake and his family because I was talking to my son, and when I explained to him what happened to him, he just had an appalled look on his face, and he just like, I wouldn't wish that on anybody because that happened on his son's birthday. And I was like, bro, what if that was your birthday? 
and you see me go down like that. Mm-hmm. And you know, and that's why I feel like it's it's important for us to always keep talking about this and making sure that we actually get some change because it it can literally be any of us. So I, I take this super serious. protests uh over the jacob blake shooting out there in wisconsin uh you said you had like one more thing you wanted to add on to that before we moved on to start talking music uh, the one thing i want to add is um to your point to kind of like bookend and kind of you know make it full circle is that from this conversation what i've been seeing and what i'm thinking is also the milwaukee brewers in response and the reds canceled their game baseball the end of WNBA was discussing canceling the game. I, I'm not. I, I think they did. Maybe they did. I'm a, I, I could check, but I, I say all that to say this. There's no way. This pandemic. The one thing that the scariest thing about this pandemic is that there's. It's like being in a tunnel with no. With, you don't see the light, but but it's well lit from inside. Like you can walk through it. You can live there. You can make a little home, you know, there. Rest That's there a good analogy. Because you don't I know. I like that. But as you keep going further, it is just more darkness. It's just more well-lit darkness. I like that. This this is definitely a time oh, in society that is well-lit darkness. That is a great way to put it because, you know, we kind of got the feeling like things are normal but it's not quite so you can't really just get comfortable enough to be like okay time to exhale let it out you is you don't yeah. feel like that yet not at all that's what the nba bubble was and it's no coincidence it's no coincidence that it was that they did the bubble i mean it, in disneyland i mean they, they did it they did it mostly because of their deal with Disney and ESPN and all that stuff. But the, the poetic, infrastructure. Because yeah, Las Vegas doesn't want the NBA yeah. there. Yeah, and also because they, they had like a gated community and they had a structure where it's like they could keep it above. Like they literally was built for that, which is, which is amazing. But the poetic justice that the NBA had to go to fantasy land, like little fantasy land, yeah. to do this. Because while the world's burning outside, and, I, and I'm not trying to say what they did was wrong, but th that's the image. That's the image that you could put, like if, if somebody painted a Picasso and they said, just represent what's going on right now. You'll see the NBA in fantasy land, and you'll see the world burning, and us dancing in it, trying to make a life through it. You know, so I, I think, I say all that to say that, 
I love what the Bucks did, and I think we need to give Kyrie Irving some motherfucking respect because what he said. Mm. I don't care. I, I don't care if you didn't. Mm. I don't care if you didn't. I don't care if you didn't like how he said it. I don't care if you don't like Kyrie. I don't care if you didn't care critical because he wasn't playing. So of course he's not going to care about the players. I don't care about any of that circumstantial stuff. All I care about is the facts. And the fact of the matter is, is he said we should do what we're doing now months ago for the very reason we're doing what we're doing. I don't care about any I don't care about any other way you want to spin it. You can spin it however you oh no no no. Harry was a rogue and he kind of was doing his own thing, but oh yeah, it was just Kyrie. The, I don't care about any of that. All I care is that the fact of the matter is this. This man came out and said we should not play games until there's change. And guys literally said, oh no, I can play, we can play, and it's fine. Which is and you know what? We went we, we went along with it because you if you give us if you give starving people food, they're gonna eat. If you give me NBA game, right. we're gonna watch it. I, I don't give a fuck if I, and I don't give a fuck if I think that you know it could be distracting me. And not, I'm gonna watch it, and I'll and I'll be man enough to say that yeah, that's what it was. I was a starving person for some for some normalcy. I wanted it, and that's what that what it is. But the problem is that now, or not the problem, but the benefit is that now, what the Bucks did, what the what, what the NBA did, what the NBA players did. Let's also not never phrase it as what the NBA did. Let's never phrase it like that, because the Bucks owners didn't know, the high ups didn't know. Right. This 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 comes straight from the, from the Milwaukee Bucks players. That's what makes this grassroots. This is super like they surprised, and they knew they had to go that route because they knew if, if they went the whole like let's go up the chain, you know, it it, it would have been one of those. We'll talk about it after after this game. It would have kept getting pushed back. And then right. the euphoria of winning the game would have washed over, and maybe you would have forgot about it. It's human nature. They said, "Nah, we going from the jump. We are the players. This right. is, we are the players. <laughs> if we don't play, what happens? Bam. We don't need to approve shit. We don't got to talk. Nah, we don't got to approve shit. Nah, we're we're it's done. All, we're done so today. I think I think what the, and, and I think people need to understand and really give them credit for what they did because this is not only them boycotting games, which we have never seen in the NBA. In the playoffs, we've never seen that in the NBA history. That's not, it's not just that. They did this after the NBA lost four months of TV revenue, after the NBA created a bubble that they mm-hmm. had publicly said, they publicly said it's costing them millions to run because to run daily tests at the speed they're doing, you need a small fucking state yeah, budget. It's, it's, and it's costing. You know, you, it's very costly to run that every day, and they're not making that back in the TV ad money. Cause you see that you see what the ads are. You see that, that there's no placement. It's just these digital renderings of like Rocket Mortgage or you know little things like right. that. It's not the big play. You don't see the big players. You don't see the Pepsi's, the McDonald's, the Cokes. You don't. You don't. You see the up and coming ones. They, you know they're, they're making their way up, so they, they they'll risk the money to put exposure. You know well, what I mean? I, I, all right, so right there, I, I just say a lot of. Oh, you let me know. You let me. Know. A, a lot of what the NBA bubble was, and the reason why they had to have the like not the play in games, but the games before, like the quote unquote regular season games, uh, was to basically fulfill a lot of contractual obligations 
to the networks and yeah, the advertising yeah. partners. So there was a lot of money that was basically in the bank that they were going to have to give back if they didn't get the bubble together. So the money that they were that they're spending right now is basically so they can just keep the money that they already have. So I, think, okay. I throw that in there just just to be like factually no, no. correct on everything. I no. and I thank you for that because I think that definitely informs how what the Bucks did. Even with, even with, what I was trying to say is that they knew like the Bucks stopping the game isn't just them taking a stand and forcing the NBA's hand on some like, oh, I took away the game, nobody's watching, a symbolic move. You know where you gotta hit them for change. There's only one place to hit people for change. It's that pocket. Right. The minute they said we're not playing that game, that put the rest of the game in jeopardy. Now they're saying the next three games aren't gonna happen. Now they might lose five games after the Bucks. Advertisers have to know that, okay, we're losing five games of NBA basketball is getting canceled. The NBA going to lose that and potentially lose the whole playoffs. The Bucks just set a domino effect that can do something that will completely, rather, um, truly revolutionize the NBA and make it a true player's first NBA. Because, because what happens is this is going to completely change the CBA which was going to get terminated this year and they were going to renegotiate a new one. Boy, them renegotiation, it's going to be, if you thought 10 years ago was contentious, when we lost games, oh man. man this it, one's going to be worse. It's, it's definitely going to be a lot on the line, man. All right, shout out to my homie Keith Nelson Jr. once again for coming on the podcast and helping me break down everything that's going on with this uh, late-breaking NBA uh, protest you know as of now the players have decided to go back to playing um, so we're just going to keep an eye on this uh, situation as it develops um, but once again I do appreciate everybody out there for listening to the podcast um, look for part two of this conversation when we do actually talk about Nas's King disease and a few other music subjects so thank you thank you thank you thank you once again you could have been anywhere else your ears could have been doing anything else but of course you were out here listening to the podcast so shouts out to you um you can get at me cl at the rundown.com at cl the main event you can get at the show at the rundown south all over the internet and i am out here peace this is the rundown this is the running down. This is the running down. If you ain't know the deal.